Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Way We See It podcast. I'm Tati. I'm Mariana. And welcome back to our podcast, guys. Welcome back to episode 16. We're almost done with season one. We got a few more episodes to kick out, and that'll be the end of season one. I know. Four more episodes. It feels so weird. It's literally just in a month. We'll be done. In the month. Yeah, but this is our spooky episode or our free talk episode, I guess you can say, um, where we're not talking about, you know, a specific um, political issue or social issue um, that occurs every day in the world. So, I don't know, we're just going to be talking and stuff and you guys are going to listen. Yes, towards the end, we'll be saying like current events just to keep everybody updated, but for the main part, we're just going to be talking, chatting help you guys get to know us more at a personal level yeah um by the way if you guys hear a little that noise that's the smoke alarm in my house and it's just going off and i i think when it beeps like that you have to change the battery yeah i'm not sure something like yeah that. So i gotta change the battery or my mom will do it so yeah um but spooky stories so do you have any spooky stories Eddie? I don't have any, like, I never experienced anything oh like that. Oh, my God. These children. Uh, um, people have told me, like, their spooky stories before. Like, uh-huh. two people have told me before that they see ghosts. So, like, um, this one lady, I, was, I went to a museum by my house. And mm-hmm. where this museum is, like, right next to it is, like, supposedly one of the scariest haunted houses in New York. Okay. And um, this lady that I was speaking to, she owns the like the museum, and me and my mom were talking to her, whatever, about like the museum and stuff. And she was telling us that she sees ghosts in this museum. She was like, "Yeah, I see like all the time. There's a little girl with pigtails um, running around this museum." And me and my mom just looked at each other and we're just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> For real. <laughs> like definitely like when I go when I because I've been there like twice. When I go there, like you definitely like feel like a certain vibe that I don't know even know how to exp- describe. I haven't been to the haunted house. I've been I've been to like the same owner when he had a haunted house in a different location, but I haven't been to this location that he made. So yeah, that was like that was one. And another one I remember one of my classmates in college told me that she sees ghosts as well and she was saying how her mother and her grandmother see ghosts as, as well so i guess that's a thing like they get passed on i personally i do believe in ghosts i never seen a ghost um but i do i do believe in ghosts i don't know do you believe in ghosts uh, yeah um i believe um since i'm a christian i believe in heaven and hell and i believe hell has everything the demons the ghosts um but i don't know about ghosts like that's the thing with ghosts like with ghosts you can never tell if they're good or bad that's the thing yeah that's the thing yeah you don't know because like and that's the stuff that messes with my head because i'm like if they're good why aren't they like an angel or something like i don't know i feel like ghosts have unfinished business and i feel like that determines whether they go up to heaven or hell i don't know Mm -hmm. it's weird 
This yeah. is like conspiracy theories. I also like hear like weird noises. I don't think there's ghosts in my house, but I'll be hearing. I was gonna say I'm not coming to your house for a sleepover. <laughs> if you're telling me that no, my ever. House, my house is is blessed, you know, but um. I be hearing some some things sometimes. Like it, sometimes it sounds like some somebody's walking. In the- There's nobody there. I don't know. I think like um, it's just the house like moving, <laughs> like setting into the ground. I don't think it's any any ghost. But I- <laughs> what? Am I the only one that hears noises in their houses? <laughs> nah, like at my aunt's house that's the only place ever I've ever experienced like creepy stuff and it's the fact that I live there now so Mm -hmm. that's like um when I was younger the first scary moment I ever experienced in that house was um my aunt's friend was living in the house at the time right and I was sleeping over and at that time my two younger cousins they shared a room and I would sleep with them and so one night they both like not the exact same time but they stood up in their sleep said some gibberish because like listen that's some weird stuff to me like if you were talking your sleep you're going to talk in your sleep into your pillow you're not going to sit up and say some gibberish like that Mm -hmm. so um they did that then they fell back into their beds the door to the room was open mind you this is the room that i'm in now not this room but you know the one that i usually record in yeah and what's it called and all of a sudden, I hear, like, a door close downstairs, and I hear, like, my my aunt's friend laughing, and she's mad loud. I'm like, what the hell? Like, Shorty's mad loud, and I hear her laughing, and I hear people, like, running across, like, like downstairs. So, in my cousin's room, it's two rooms. It's her room where she shared with her, her sister, um, where we both were. And then the door is open and then there's another room across from it. But between the two rooms is the stairs to go downstairs. Okay. And in front of those stairs is the front door. But then if you go to the left, um, there's the side door. So I heard the person coming from the side door and the laughing to come from the side door passing by like the stairs past the front door and as I heard them laughing and stuff making me think it was like Carmen that's her name that was my aunt's friend's name um what's called I hear like pounding steps running across the floor like like little kids like and I hear childish giggling and everything I'm like what the hell I was like nah. I yes and I and me I was not getting out of that bed to close the door that's first and two to get up to move towards the stairs and even look down the stairs because at the bottom of the stairs it looks dark at nighttime so I'm not playing with that like listen I'm gonna stay where I'm at and um I didn't have earphones at the time I think I didn't I don't think I had them so I just went on the covers threw the covers over me um played music until I knocked out to tune out the noises. Next morning, I woke up. I asked my aunt, I was like, did your friend come home last night? And she was like, no, she doesn't even live here anymore. I was like, she doesn't have the key. And then she was like, no, I took that back. The heck? And I was like, okay, well, I heard someone come inside the house last night and was running around downstairs with like children. And then my aunt was like, what? And I was just like, yeah. And what's called she thought I was bugging but as my cousins got older and you know they were raised in that house 
they knew I wasn't bugging because they had their own stories. And I remember my brother was three and the room across from the room that I was in used to be my older cousin's room. And one day he was just up there by himself, I think, and he just screamed out of nowhere. And I was downstairs near the bottom of the stairs with um, my older cousin and um, my old, my older uh, boy cousin, like their sibling, the boy and the girl. Mm-hmm. And um what's called we heard him scream and I stayed downstairs because I was like they got it like I was busy doing something I don't know and I'm gonna just say my cousin's names EJ and Alexa they went upstairs to check on my brother like yo what happened and he's like crying like and it's dark in the room it's daytime but the shades are closed in her room and there's only one window in that room because it's like the rooms upstairs are like an attic space where you have like the little triangles on top of the room and yeah you know what I mean and so it was like that and it was dark in the room but not too dark like sunlight was coming in and he was crying and he was like there's something there there's someone there in the corner and then they they looked in the corner they're like there's no one there and he was like it's right there it's staring at us it's staring at us and he was crying and not no brother and they ran downstairs they're like come on I was like where they're like just come on and then like I don't remember if we went to the other side of the house or if he left but that's something I remember um and I'm a firm believer in infancy to like five I feel like we really do see spirits and angels and demons because if you look at babies when they're first born they're just looking into corners everything like my baby cousin right now I see her looking in the corner I'm like no no no, don't look at the corner look at me because if you're looking in the corner that means something's there and I don't want to know that there's something in the corner okay and then I feel like from five to maybe ten-ish um they stop seeing like the spirits and everything but they um they feel their presence a little bit, you know, and, um, and like occasionally may see them like, you know, in nightmares or, um, in real life, they decide to just pop up. And then from teenage years to adult years, I feel like, like, like teenage years, I feel like teens, um, like feel the vibe, like the vibe is not right in this place. You don't see anything. You don't, like you you don't really know what it is but you just feel something's off you feel the energy and then when you're an adult you either feel that same way still or you just like undermine the younger children and stuff when they say those things because you totally forgot about yeah. how you used to be growing up with that yeah it's like a whole psychology thing mm, i definitely agree on the point like you feel like a press a presence yeah I i've definitely had those times like multiple times i've gone to people's houses sometimes I feel that vibe I'm like I gotta get out of here like it gets too overwhelming sometimes like something is choking me mm-hmm. wow like, well, that's crazy what what happened in your cousin's house your aunt's house that is there's crazy. more stories it's crazy like um there was another one I know my youngest cousin Gianni um shout out to her by the way I'll prom- promo my cousins later because they all have their own little small businesses but yeah so my youngest cousin Gianna she was home alone one time and I remember her telling me that she was downstairs in the living room near the front door and she heard someone upstairs in um my older cousin Alexa's room and like 
sound like they were opening things or something, but she heard their footsteps. And then she was like, hello, anybody home? And they stopped. And then the door slammed closed or something. And she dipped, she said. And she ran out and she called the girls and the girls said that they weren't home and to just wait till she, they got there. But she she left the house dumb quick. She grabbed her phone and she was out. And so at that time, I think she was maybe 14, 15. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that um, stuff is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't and do you- What happened? You don't have any stories. I don't have any. I don't have any experience besides like hearing like footsteps in my attic. Oh, in your attic? Yeah. So like my room is right above the attic, and sometimes I hear footsteps. Now <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like because I'm aware. Like it's like sometimes like house at least my house like it makes random noises, and like it's like uh-huh. like crackling noises, but sometimes uh-huh. noises, like sound like footsteps um i don't know about that ariana footsteps are footsteps like scraping is is different like you know feeling the house shake making moaning noises you know but footsteps that's different you better ask your dad to check up it's like kind of like i don't know i should be saying this on the podcast but i'm gonna say it there is kind of like history like from the people that used to live here so the guy that used to live here his his first wife went missing (gasps) <gasps> so so yeah <laughs> yo what do you mean you don't have no- nothing for this episode Deacon? because look at you you tell you, yeah. you're, you're, you're in your house chilling like that's the wife up there yeah I, we, we don't the wife still hasn't been found well ex-wife now hasn't been found to this day yeah That's some crazy-ish. What the heck? Now, I'm actually shocked by that. Years later, after we moved, and I'm just like, and I remember telling my cousin, yo, she's probably like in between the walls or something. <laughs> no, don't say that. Don't say that. Have you ever seen the movie The Boy? No, no. Bless you. Um, what's it called? It's this horror movie. Throwback to when I used to watch horror movies. Oh my god. I stopped watching horror movies after um, Annabelle, the first one that came out um, a few years ago. And then I had watched this other horror movie called Veronica. Crazy. That That's also true stories. Um, but anyways, there's this movie called The Boy, where this boy supposedly died mad young and everything. And um, his parents um, were living in the same house that you know, he was born into and raised into, um, and he died, but his spirit, quote unquote, went into a doll that looked just like him that they had for him, mm-hmm. and so they would feed the doll, change Bro, the doll. I saw that movie. Yeah, and he was living in the walls. Oh. Yo, I don't like talking about that movie because it no. makes me feel like he's in my walls. That movie is crazy, bro. Bro, oh my god. Like, I literally, I see his face right now in my head, like, popping up. Like, I try not to think about these horror movies and the specific scenes that got to me. Because, like, at first I was so confused. I really thought it was something spiritual. But when I found out he was grown and living in the walls, I was like, oh. And he had, like, an adult-shaped face mask on his face like grown like to like match the doll mm-hmm. you know 
And so that's what just made it creepy. So when he would turn his head and look at you, it's just like a doll face. Yeah, that that movie was creepy as hell. Creepy. (laughs) And just because, like, he was, like, it's crazy that his parents, like, really killed themselves and stuff and left the sitter girl with um, him. That stuff was really scary. A movie that really scared me was Haunting of Connecticut. The first one, I saw the movie by myself and I saw it in the daytime because I was like, okay, so I'm going to be as scared. But by the time the movie ended, it was like nighttime. And like at the end, it said like based on the true story. And like literally I was shaking because how scared I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was, I don't remember what the movie was about. It was basically like a family like moving into a new house and it was haunted and they were, they haunted one of the boys because of course he chose the room in the basement. And I remember just shaking, like my whole body was shaking after after watching that movie. Oh no, yeah, like I think the first kinds of horror movies I started watching while growing up was the Paranormal Activity movies. Oh, those movies were crazy. Like I would watch them all with my cousins, and like me and my cousins were gang. Like we were always together every day, every weekend. So whatever I was watching, they were watching, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So. Those paranormal activity movies were something different. And the thing that always gets to me, too, is you see in all these movies, the true stories, they always bring the priest. And the priest is, like, the priest always fails, you know? But then in The Conjuring, and um, there's another one, I forget. The Exorcist? I think it is The Exorcist. Um, Where they actually have the, the married couple, you know? they're christian like they were they were um the famous married couple that helped get rid of the demons and the conjuring and all these all these different movies because those were real cases that they handled and they were christian and like what's it called they were able to solve those things and help people with that stuff but it like it affects me because i'm like okay they were christian they were able to do that how were they able to live like sure they pray over their house but they deadass had a room made for those things, like, that they kept, in, that they would take away from their cases, like, like, the Annabelle, like, mm-hmm. they had the Annabelle still in the house, or unless they moved it. Yeah. But, and that stuff is scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just feel uneasy. Oh, here's another spooky story. So, recently... Me, I've been telling Ariana and everybody, guys, for the longest, I think I'm becoming a prophet because since I only had one dream a few years ago that ended up happening, but that was just about my uncle. But recently, since January to recently, all the dreams I've been happening, I've been having like vividly, have been coming true, and it's been six or seven, I believe, I've had that have happened, and so one of them was recent. And I was at, I was sleeping downstairs in my older cousin's room, Alexa, and she just had a baby, my baby cousin, super cute. Um, sorry, my eyes switching. Someone is talking about me. They better stop. <laughs> but what's it called? Um, I slept in her room because um, Gianni, my roomie, she was gone. I was like, okay, I want some company. So I slept in the room with her to help her with the baby. And um, they both knocked out before me. And um, she put the baby in the crib for the first time. So we had space in the bed with us. And 
Um, my phone was about to die and I left my charger upstairs and I didn't feel like getting it. But the there's one side of my cousin's wall that it's a it's a closet, but the thing to open the closet is like mirrors. So okay. that whole wall is just mirrors and that includes the door to get into her room. It's a mirror. And so the door is open. It's pitch black in the hallway. Can't see nothing. There's no light coming in. Nothing because all the lights are off. Two, I made the stupid mistake of turning off the TV, losing the control, and then on top of that, um, what's it called not having my charger from my phone. Mm-hmm. And instantly, once I turned off that TV, I just had a feeling. And it was the first feeling I've had in my aunt's house for a long time time like I like I remember being younger and I would feel certain vibes every now and then where I was like "Uh uh-uh this isn't right and that's why I wasn't able to really stay at my cousin's house for more than like two days because I would get scared but this I was like nah like something does not feel right like I just kept on getting like I kept on picturing like this guy like this man a tall black figure just standing there at the doorway and everything and I and I kept on picturing him and I I was trying not to picture him so I can go to sleep and um when I turned away from the mirrors that was also another mistake on my behalf because once I turn away from those mirrors I'm not turning back because if I turn around and look in those mirrors and see a figure standing over me I'm out (laughs) yo (laughs) but bro like and it's crazy because I knocked out and I still had this image of the man in my head, like how he looked, just dark, tall, just standing over me and my cousin. And I wake up in the morning, half awake, half asleep, and my cousin and my aunt are talking. And um, Nana is like, oh, mommy, like, did you move the baby throughout the night or something? Because she woke up and the baby was... The baby was across, you know, putting her head where the pillow was. She woke up in the morning. The baby turned with her head towards the gate. And the baby is only two months old at that time. She doesn't have the body muscle to be turning herself around. Mm -hmm. And so the way she was moved, someone had to move her. And Alexa didn't touch her because the baby slept throughout the night. And um, what's it called? And my aunt was like, no, this is the first time I'm seeing her this morning. And so Alexa's like, oh hell no let something be touching my baby I'm gonna have to do something and then um I was talking to my cousin she was like nah that just makes me feel weird because I've been having this reoccurring dream of a man standing over me and the baby and I was just like what kind of man she was like I don't know it's just a, a, a black tall a tall black man like he's not actually black but he's just a dark figure and everything just standing between me and the baby and just watching over the baby and um like I wait and then that's when I wake up because I'm like I look at him I'm like what the hell and she like she wakes up and I was like I was like no that's crazy because I had a dream like and I kept on daydreaming about like someone looking just like that like that same night like I kept on getting the vibe that someone was in the room or was gonna come in the room and like from the way you're describing it that's how I would describe my guy and she was like oh no I was like bro this pull out the bible say a prayer and like I was like I can't I can't do that stuff like that stuff freaks me out like I literally can't sleep at night if those things happen so like um if I'm knocking out I'm knocking out with the candlelight on 
um, I have some music playing or I have um, some Bible verses playing in the background. I don't know. But like, you know, so, but that was crazy. And that's what I mean by prophet dreams. Because once I told her that, she was like, not about the what? Mm-hmm. Like, so lately, yeah, I've been trying to document my dreams to see and just be more aware for the future. Wow. Because that same thing happened with my accident. I had a dream that I got into an accident. I got hit in the front of my car and in the back of my car. And look, I had two accidents. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember my dreams. I know I dream. But like in the first five seconds when I wake up, like I remember and then like a few seconds of it. And then after that, I'm, my mind goes somewhere else and then I don't remember my dream. But I know if you train yourself to remember your dreams, you start to remember more. That, that depends on the day for me, too. What happened? I said um, that it also, like, you can train yourself to remember your dreams. Like, if the, the more, you, like, you write them down as soon as you wake up, and as time goes on, you remember more. Yeah, you told me that. That's why I started writing down my dreams and stuff, because mm-hmm. I was like, now this is some weird-ish. <laughs> Like, really? Because, like, sometimes I'll really have a dream, refuse to wake up so I can see how this dream ends. I open my eyes. I, I look at my phone to see the time, and I forget the dream. Yeah. Your mind just goes somewhere else, and it's just like, oh, whatever happened in your dream is gone out of your brain. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, to this day, like, I don't know. It takes some real hard work for me to remember certain dreams because I still remember a dream from when I was in the second grade. And... I just remember like running in the recess yard and everything, scraping my knee. And you know how sometimes the concrete has that little sparkle to it, like like it has glitter or something, yeah. you know? And I cut my knee, my knee was scraped, and I got glitter in, on it. And all of a sudden I was like, I had superpowers and stuff. And then me and my friends went to like a different world to go on a mission and we were like that superhero squad or something. I don't know. And like I had superpowers, but I was also like half a werewolf. I was like, this is lit. <laughs> Have you ever had a dream that like you felt like you was like falling like through your bed? Oh yeah. And then I wake up. Yeah. Yeah. That know. stuff freaks me out. If, if- I, I have dreams that I'm going upstairs. And then I trip and then I wake myself up because I'm like, my feet do that. Mm-hmm. Like the, the quick trying to catch myself from falling down the stairs. Sometimes I like, catch myself when I'm sleeping, like moving. Not like moving, like to turn, like make myself comfortable in my bed, but like moving like from my dream. Mm-hmm. What's that thing called yeah. where, um, where you can control your dreams? What's that thing called? Um, what's the word for it? It's something that you can do to yourself. So, Dika, you can control your dreams. Not REM. Definitely not REM. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what REM is. The REM is like a, is a sleep um term. It's like when you're in deep sleep. Um, yeah, that's stage two sleep. That's what it is. I forgot what the name is. Paralysis? Mm-hmm. Sleep paralysis? Yeah, it is yeah. sleep paralysis. Where we see the things... And because you're so, because you're so sleepy, like know, your mind starts to put things with you. But it's like a thing, like supposedly, like you can train yourself to like control your dreams. Oh, never mind. I don't think it's sleep paralysis. Because when I think about sleep paralysis, I think about people that are like, like they'll wake up for half a second from their dream and they'll see like things moving and like spirits and all that stuff, hmm. or just like you know dark figures. 
can't sleepwalking? <laughs> have I ever been sleepwalking? Yeah. I don't know. Have you? No, not that I know of. I don't think oh. so. Uh, I I sleep talk every now and then, which gets me scared. Like the first time I heard myself sleep talk, my mom told me she was like, "You, I I came in your room to check up on you, and you were like, Mr. D. Pietro, no, give me an A, please." And Mr. D. Pietro was my own music teacher. <laughs> so she was like, "You were screaming at your music teacher to give you an A." And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Yeah," and I'm pretty sure like um. Um, yeah, a few other people have heard me sleep talk to, but I think it's rare. Like, I know when I first moved into my aunt's house, and that, like, was one of the red flags, too, before that dark figure, that I was talking in my sleep, and I was like, I don't talk in my sleep, so that's weird to me. Like, it's sus. It just happens out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever sleep talk. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if I'd done it before, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta ask your mama. Um... I'm trying to think of anything else spooky that I know about. Like, I don't know. Like, when I think about spooky things, I really think about a lot of horror movies because those Conjuring movies were, like, next level. Like, I remember watching Annabelle, and I, the girl was, like, running from the basement or something, and you literally saw the demon at the bottom of the stairs, like ready to crawl up the stairs and chase after her mm-hmm. and I saw him I was like oh nah like my heart was literally pounding out of the movie theater like me and my cousin like we were not letting go of my grandma like once we got to my grandma's house and stuff we were like grandma can we sleep with you please like we're scared and she let mm-hmm. us sleep with her and she was praying over us during the night it was mad funny mm-hmm. but like yeah because like I'm not a scaredy cat that's why I mean I am scared of cat. That's cat. <laughs> but um, what's it called? Like those movies, like I actually enjoyed like watching them at the time to get scared. But then like, I don't know, as I got older, like it just started to affect me because I was like, nah, this is like, I'm feeling a certain vibe towards it that I don't like. And so when I moved here upstate, my house was built from scratch. I told my family, I was like, listen, this is a brand new house. No one has ever lived here. There's no history behind it, but us. Like, where the history to this house? So, no horror movies, no witchy juju, nothing. Like, you're not going to watch a horror movie at someone else's house because those spirits will follow you here. You're not going to watch the thing here. And no one has watched anything horror-like in the house mm-hmm. or outside. Speaking of, like, witchy, like, so my grandma, she does some spiritual stuff. So, for my aunt's wedding, my aunt had her wedding in my backyard um like back in like oh nine and um yeah yeah. over 200 people came to my house (laughs) that shit was crazy anyway it was a great wedding so like the weather was saying 200 people 200 my aunt invited 200 people oh my god okay continue um so the weather was saying that obviously the wedding was outside in the backyard the weather was saying that it was gonna rain that day and my aunt was not going to finish change the date because, like, she had that date for a long time. And it was Memorial Day weekend. It was, it was on a Sunday. And then the next day was Memorial Day. So it was perfect because a lot of people had the day off the next day. She was like, I'm not changing this date. Mm-hmm. I already bought everything, all the food and stuff. So my grandma has this ritual where, like, she takes, like, three rocks and puts it, like, on the edge of the property. And she does something. I don't know what she does, but she does something. And 
a lot of people that came to our, our wedding, because a lot of our families live in the city, they said that in the city, it's pouring, like pouring. But like up here, it was 80 degrees and sunny, like the perfect like wedding weather. And I was like, that is crazy. And then like- That's those rocks. Those, I don't know, like if she says like a, like a verse or something, I don't know, like, but she, it always has to be like three rocks. And, like, the rocks are not, like, special rocks. She just gets it from the backyard. It's not, like, anything, like, special rocks she has. And then, like, last year, I had a, a college graduation party. And I had a date set up and everything. And I was, like, looking at the weather. And it was going to rain. And I was, like, damn, like, I don't want to change the date because I was going to start working soon. And when you work retail, you basically got to work every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... I told my grandma, I was like, can you do your rock stuff? Because it cannot rain on this day. So my, my grandma did her rock stuff in my house again. And it only drizzled for a little bit. And the weather was nice. It was, it was good. And then like, my party ended early because it was on a Sunday. And like, people at work the next day. It wasn't like a holiday next day. So like, as, soon as, yeah, my, yeah. as soon as my grandma left the party, it started to pour in my house. Like, I'm talking pouring. And, like, my grandma lives with my aunt, her daughter. And my aunt was saying, my aunt lives five minutes away from where I live. We live in the same zip code in town. And she was like, it was not raining by my house. What? That's your grandma. What the heck? That's so, that's weird. I know. <laughs> like, it's like the rain, like, the rain cloud was just right over your house. That's it. Yeah. And I remember, like, it was pouring because, like, me and my brother and, like, my friends, we went out to dinner after the party, and we were just trying to get to the restaurant. And I remember it being pouring, and my, my aunt was like, yeah, it's not pouring over here. <laughs> and I was like, that is crazy. I don't know what type of power she has. Oh, my God. That is, yeah. Maybe she knew that it was going to rain some. I don't know what she does with the with the rock. I don't know. But yeah, shout out to my grandma. So I don't know what type of power my grandma has, but she has something that it can stop the rain, which is crazy because rain is basically like science. <laughs> like how participation works and like how the clouds work. But I guess she has control over that. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard of something like that happening before. Like, like I don't know, maybe your grandma, like, sensed that the rain was coming. She was like, yeah, I'm not going to be caught here when it's coming. And she, like, <laughs> like, she's like, my powers can only go so far. Mm -hmm. So, that's crazy, though. I've never heard of something like that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I could control the weather, I'd be doing a whole lot. <laughs> because... I'll, huh? I'll make I'll make sure it's like sunny every single day because I hate the snow. Oh, yeah. Rain is cool. I need it like when it's seventy degrees here upstate, it's actually pretty nice. Like it's not too cold, it's not too hot. Like it's the perfect thing, especially with the sun. Beautiful. Um, and if anything, if I could control the weather, it would be the rain up here because this rain upstate is crazy. Like in the city, the rain is like calming, you know, like soothing. This, this. 
this is kind of scary because then people's powers go out, the wind gets crazy at night, and mm -hmm. things flying all over the place, just crazy. Like, when I first moved here, um, like, literally the first weekend of me being here, it was a huge rainstorm. Never forget. Mm -hmm. And it, I literally felt the house, like, was shaking and everything, like, swaying, moaning. Um, you, I literally felt, like, the rain hitting the windows and stuff, like, like someone was tapping on the windows. I was like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember um, for Hurricane Irene, I was, like, living up here already. And my house was shaking and I was scared for my life. I didn't go to sleep till like six in the morning because I was so scared. <laughs> I think I was like 11 or 12. But the, yeah, the hurricanes up here, they can get crazy. Yeah, for real. Like, like, honestly, it made me really scared of rain in general. Because I used to, in the city, when I lived in Queens, it'd be raining and I'd be outside taking pictures of the rain. Like, especially during the thunderstorms and when there would be lightning. I used, I think I have a video from years ago and like four years ago I think um and what's called I was outside in the parking lot I was raining and the clouds were like purple it was so cool because then when the lightning like struck whatever like the clouds would shine purple and I got this like perfect lightning that was like it just went very slowly past the cloud and it was like you literally saw the squiggles and it was so fast like but you saw it in like so much detail is so nice. Hmm, it must look nice. Yeah, but here upsta upstate, it sounds like someone's doing heavy gunshots outside. Yeah. Gary. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of trees up here. So, like, that's, you know, there's definitely been incidents where trees have fallen in the middle of the road and stuff around people's houses. Yeah, what's it called? When I first moved to Long Island at the end of July, it was a huge hurricane. I forget which hurricane it was that just hit a while ago. But yo, like I keep, I was forgetting that I was on Long Island. Like that's not even like the city area, you know, not Manhattan, not Queens, none of that. Cause in Long Island, they're actually near the beaches and stuff. So people's houses are getting flooded, all this and that. And I came outside, trees everywhere. Like it was like impossible for anyone to maybe even get towards my house. Like my cousin, she, she was struggling to even get home from her job that's literally only two minutes away from the house because every street to head to our block was blocked from trees and people's cars in, in the way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I saw this huge tree fell on someone's house, like huge tree. Like I can't even explain how huge this tree was. Like um, it fell on someone's house, like at the end of the block. I was like, oh no, this is, this is crazy. Wow. It was scary. The shed in my aunt's backyard almost flew away. It was so funny. I literally had to run outside and help her, like, try to keep it down. I remember you when you told me that, yeah. That stuff, like, I was like, yo! Yeah. Like, so quick. The one that happened over the summer, like, it just came out of nowhere. It wasn't, like, nowhere yeah. before the storm. <laughs> yeah, that's when we had the three major hurricanes at once. The tornadoes. Um, then the wildfires. I was like, damn, like too many things going on at once during a pandemic. Yeah, 2020 has been a crazy, crazy year. Yeah, for <laughs> real. 2020 just keeps on coming with too many surprises. I, I need some good news. <laughs> I know. Literally. This year um, has been tough for all of us. Uh, I don't know oh, what dude. 2021 brings, but... <laughs> Okay, usually, like, I start, like, planning for next year. What happened? 
I said there's only been like a few good things that can note from this year, but that's pretty yeah. much it. Like I'm glad I'm alive and healthy, you know. But yeah. Usually like I kinda like start kinda like planning like what I'm gonna be doing next year, but I haven't even started. I'm trying to see if I can if I can make it to December. <laughs> Yo, literally, like I wanna be making plans for once twenty twenty one happens, but I'm like who knows where I'm even gonna be? Mm-hmm. Like I'm still debating if I even want a twentieth birthday. Do I even look twenty yet? Actually, I think right here I look twenty. Hey, <laughs> but in general, like I talk, I was talking to my best friend the other day, and she was like, she was just looking at me. She was like, "Bro, like I honestly don't think you're ever gonna like stop being cringy." Like she was like, "I always feel like no matter what, you're always gonna be so cringy. Like you're gonna be that person, like that you're 42 and you say the things that you say, and you're just cringy about it." I was just like. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, no doubt about it. So your friend thinks your friend thinks it's cringy. Yeah, I mean, everybody that knows me thinks I'm cringy. I'm surprised you don't think I'm cringy. No. <laughs> uh, what's called? I don't know. Maybe you gotta see me with my fam or um, with her or somebody. But like. I've been told that, like, I'm very cringy, especially when I try to make a joke and it's not funny, but then the person acknowledges that my joke was not funny, and then that's what makes it funny, and me acknowledging that whole thing is what makes it cringy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to it. <laughs> <laughs> you want to celebrate your birthday, like, we're going to celebrate our birthdays big every year, because we just never know. Yeah, for real. I want to celebrate it like it's my last one. Salud, more life. Yes, amen. But um, what's called, that's the, not the last thing, but one of the things I did want to mention for this episode was about serial killers. Because I have watched a lot of documentaries with serial killers, whether they were real or not, and they always leave me shook, like, me and Ariana are already, like, I told her about this person that I know who could potentially be a serial killer, and I am not joking, guys. Like, when I tell you guys they meet the guidelines of a serial killer, they meet the guidelines. So, like, I'm waiting for them to have their first kill, not really, waiting, but, you know, preparing. So then when the FBI agents are, like, calling for witnesses and everything, I'm ready. I'm going to give them my case file and be like, yeah, it started when they were this this many years old um this is what they've done this this and that because i was telling ariana and she was like nah they're different like she already knew like that was normal that was some serial killer stuff from the stuff that i was saying so it's kind of scary yeah i don't know much about Um, serial killers but um like the stuff that tati was telling me about this person i'm like yeah something something is off (laughs) and it needs to be checked out (laughs) Yeah, like, oh, and the number one thing to show that the person is a serial killer, like, usually police officers, detectives, whoever, when it comes to finding out who a serial killer is, they always look at military um, or Justice Department records. So whether they were police officer or um, in the military in general, because domestic violence and rape and assault and harassment happens a lot within those fields. Um, not saying that it doesn't happen in other fields, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And but they look into those the most because that's where 
you know, especially the mil military where um, people are focused on like strength and, you know, authority. And especially back in the old days when we were still in war, guys, if you didn't know this, like men that went away to war, especially if they didn't have a shot at that they were writing letters to, they were out there in, in Ger German? German? Is that the right thing to say? Um, I don't know. But they were like, they're in the other countries, like raping women and stuff. So then when they came back, like it was a problem. And a lot of these people go to jail for rape um, and stuff. But that's something that they single out. And then on top of that, um, especially like really crazy serial killers, um, playing with dead animals, um, whether they kill them or not. And yeah. And yeah. so this person meets those two guidelines and it's scary if they are i don't approve killing animals or like taking their stuff animals their stuff bears and like taking knives and shit or trying to choke it mm -hmm. check that out yeah yeah but that but imagine real life animals and it's not like they're they're even a hunter or anything like they just kill them you know that stuff is weird. It's weird. Red flags. Wee wee wee. Um, <laughs> that's the police coming. But yeah, guys. Like, um, I don't know. I I know I didn't know who Ted Bundy was until the Zac Efron one came out, and I was like, nah, this is crazy. Like, this man really almost got away with murdering, mass murder, of multiple women, and he did crazy things to these women not like just the rape and obviously the killing part but the way he would kill them was really scary like but like the fact that he almost got away with that because a lot of people especially women didn't understand how someone so handsome could be capable of doing something so vile mm. you know i was just like um, what you know and then jeffrey dahmer i watched that documentary also like a few months ago crazy do you know who jeffrey dahmer is no, i haven't i haven't heard him i need to watch that so jeffrey dahmer um it's crazy because they have a lot of disney channel actors play serial killers now because they have zach efron as ted bundy they have ross lynch from austin and ally that plays jeffrey dahmer um they have dylan sprouse i believe um he didn't play a, a famous serial killer but he did play like uh, someone that was a psycho um, in like this student teacher movie like where he just needed straight A's and he like bribed to kill um, his teacher's family he actually killed the teacher's wife pretty crazy um, and I think that's it for them so far I think I just saw another one with another Disney person trying to play a serial killer or a psycho along those lines but so Jeffrey Dahmer he he's one of the people that you know um like he had already been weird he got popular towards his like senior year of high school but he never really fit in and his mom like left him and um he stopped being cool with the friends that he made once he got popular from doing weird stuff because they started realizing like okay he's doing this a little bit too weird now like like he's acting crazy, you know? And he almost killed one of his friends and his friends like felt the vibe and his friend like 
dipped and he was literally about to kill his friend. Like this, like this is the story that they told in the documentary of him with Ross Lynch. Like um, the, the events that led to his first kill. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what's called like, I don't know, it was just weird, and he used to play, he used to kill animals for fun, he used to stalk, um, like, these runners, like, in the street, he was, um, he was gay, I'm pretty sure, I forget if he was bi or if he was fully gay, I think he was gay, but, um, yeah, crazy, and he ended up, his first kill was a person that was, um, on the side of the road asking for a ride, and he picked them up, they were drinking, and he killed him, and he raped them multiple times. Yeah, he would um, cut them up and save up their body parts, and um, he would rape them also after he killed them. I saw the movie um, a couple years ago. I think I'm saying it right, Texas Massacre. So I saw that movie, and then towards the end, it's said based on a true story, and I saw it with my cousins. And then Texas Massacre is based off a true story? Yeah. What the heck? And like we looked it up and we was like oh shit this is actually a true story and we were reading like articles and stuff and it was saying like how you said about jeffrey that he would save the body parts as well of people that he would kill yeah like cr- crazy things like i can't like a lot of the things that these serial killers have done is so scary like mm-hmm. especially watching criminal minds a lot those episodes really get to my mind because I really wanted to be a detective at one point but I'm like this is too psychologically like draining like I would have like I have PTSD right now from my accident as it is but imagine being a detective you know literally trying to make a make a personal profile of a person that you never even met out of like the 8 billion people in the world to try and figure out who this killer is within a certain amount of time. First, that's OD stress. Two, confronting the person. And then three, possibly dying, possibly getting shot at, possibly hearing traumatic things towards you and what they would do to you. Um, And then four, even after you get them, let's just say you need to refer back to them in, in the future, or like someone being a possible p- copycat you're not trying to see that person again yeah. when they're crazy it's gonna get to your head like it's just weird like shout out to detectives out there because i don't know how you guys go to sleep at night yeah and it's just so like open cases and just trying to investigate everything and you can't really like disclose this um, information like to your family you can only keep it within your workplace yeah like that's why I love that um that m- movie that documentary show that I promoted um when we did our sexual harassment um episode yeah. what what did I call it again it was um I forgot the name but it was um nobody, nobody believed her um that she was um yeah because she got raped yeah yeah and I had to do with the case of like oh after traumatic events like your brain's not gonna remember certain things because of trauma. And that's something that comes into play now with cases. But those detectives, those two girls, they had two different cases. And, you know, one of them was like, oh, this kind of sounds like our guy. So she met up with the other detective. They realized they had the same guy. So they started working together. And But, like, the way that you saw how they pushed their teens, they were like, bro, like, um, like, 
in the show, she was like, how long does it take to get some DNA labs? And then um, the, she was like, they were like, oh, like they said that they will call us in a few hours. And she was like, okay, how many hours has it been? They were like four and they were like, okay. And she basically blacked on them saying like, every second counts, you know, like, I'm not about to have a team that doesn't care about the, the lives of the people that are possibly going to die next. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, the guy was only, not only, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he wasn't killing these girls, but he was still raping them to, like, for hours, you know, like, and he was a crazy rapist, you know, and he actually had military history, too. Yeah. Um, he would talk to the girls he would rape them repeatedly for hours he would get comfortable in their houses and it was just disgusting I was just like what the hell and it was just it just it's just things like that that get me so upset you know and um there's this other movie I was telling you about it yeah. I always say his name wrong but I feel like look it up yeah you texted it to me let me see wait yeah yeah I forget his name, guys. It's not Luke Cage. It's not Luke Cage. It's um, Ice- the guy who plays Ghost Rider. You talking about the ice breaks. That was something. When, when the ice breaks? Yeah, when the ice breaks. I, I didn't say the whole title. <laughs> yeah, with... Um, I'm trying to find it right now. Hold on, guys. Like, um, Vanessa Hudgens is in it, and... She plays a prostitute that got um, raped and everything by this man who's a serial killer because he rapes the girls um, and he tortures them. And then what's called when he gets ready to kill them, he flies them out to the wilderness and he releases them into the woods and he hunts them down like as if they're an animal and stuff. And that's how he would kill them. And so... Um, I'm trying to figure out his the name of the movie. What the heck? It literally just came out like, like not that long ago. Oh, Frozen Ground. That's the name of the movie. Not When the Ice Breaks. I'm stupid. Um, Frozen Ground with, what's his name? Nicolas Cage. That's oh. his name. I keep saying Luke Cage. It's, Luke Cage is a show. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Yeah, him. He plays the sheriff that finds um because Vanessa Hudgens she's a prostitute she reports that she's been raped they don't believe her because she does drugs and she's a prostitute and he is about to retire he gets his last case this cold case where there has been now like eight girls that have gone missing but this is the one girl who's alive and matches the profile and he goes to talk to her no one believes um, her but him and because of her and her memory and how everything was um they were able to find the guy but the thing is they knew who the guy was like mm. she knew his name she knew how he looked and everything it's just a matter of the fact that they now need a proof that he did this mm. and so because he was like he was known in the area everybody knew him as a good guy so what's called when they when he found out from people around him that he was being investigated he went out of his way to get rid of the evidence and everything but he was able they were able to um charge him when he confessed by accident after he saw like Vanessa Hudgens Mm -hmm. it was crazy I feel like that happens in real life when like people like um 
survivors or victims, they try to like report their story and just because the evidence they have is just their voice, like judges mm -hmm. and like people who investigate those type of cases don't see it as perhaps like hard evidence, like not actual um, proof. So they want to see like, I guess, hard evidence yeah. to, to um, charge the person. Yeah, like sometimes um, that's the thing I hate when it comes to rape, I guess you can say, um, where, you know, if you report a rape, they send you to a hospital, they do the rape um, thing where they take pictures of your body, check and see if there's been forced entry into your JJ, And sometimes it doesn't show that mm -hmm. there's been forced entry. Sometimes there's no marks showing that, you know, you've been hurt while trying to have rape. But I feel like it's not always like a violent thing. Yeah, it's violent because they have to keep you down, but sometimes like it's a gun to the head or like there's just more things that go into it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like those are factors that they have to consider. And that's what makes it such a hard time for a lot of these women or men that experience this um, because, um, you know, this is their story. They have to live with this now and no one believes them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they don't even have proof because what the hospitals couldn't find anything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that concludes um, this week's episodes topic for the spooky season, even yeah. though we didn't really talk much spooky, but I feel like the yeah. stories that you were saying were weird. And then the yeah, ones I said were crazy. crazy. <laughs> Uh, your stories are crazy. You said someone's walking in your attic, bro. Like, what? <laughs> like, you're going to tell me that's weird, not weirder than mine? <laughs> it, it is a little weird, yeah. Yeah, I'm worried about you. <laughs> I think I'm fine. Uh, but yeah, happy Halloween, guys. Hope you guys have a good Halloween weekend. Stay safe. And yeah, enjoy, eat candy, watch scary movies, do whatever you do on Halloween. <laughs> Again, Liddy, um, make sure candy is safe. Um, I think in certain areas, Halloween isn't being allowed right now. Mm -hmm. So if it's not, you know, just try to stay home and eat candy with the fam or friends. Um, have a Halloween bash at your house, like movie night. And mm -hmm. eat movies. I say eat movies. Eat candy at home. <laughs> but yeah, so now we're going to get into our current events of the week. Yeah, so our first, it's not really a current event, but Tati and I already voted, and we're going to talk about, like, our voting experience. Um, I guess I'll go first. So I voted um, on Tuesday of this week, and um, I went at, I went, I arrived around 9 o'clock, and I knew that there was going to be a long line, because somebody that I follow on Instagram went the first day of early, early voting, October 24th, and went to the same location I did. And she was like, I waited two hours on this line. So if you're going to come, be prepared with snacks, water, your phone charge, and everything. So I, was, so I was like, I was like prepared. I brought my everything I needed. And so when I got there, like I kind of knew like the line was going to be long, but I didn't expect it to be that long. Like that shit wrapped around like almost the entire parking lot. And the was, whole parking lot. Yes. <laughs> oh, nah. But yeah, I was just there, like, standing in line. Like, I had my headphones. I was just jamming to my music and whatever. And, like, I was also kind of, like, nervous to go. Like, I voted before, but I was nervous because 
I knew that I was going to be standing in the line with people that's going to vote for a different candidate than I. And like, I don't know what their views on and stuff like that. And then, of course, like there was a pickup truck that rode, that rode around the entire parking lot with a Trump flag waving it. No way! Yes! And I was like, God, please help me. Because <laughs> I went by myself. Oh my God! Nothing else. Yo, oh, wait, sorry. Continue, continue. Yeah. I'll say it once you're done. I also went by myself and I was like, no, please no. And like, I'm pretty sure like the guy that did that did on purpose because what he was riding around his car, like there was no parking in that area. Like he had to go to the other side of the parking lot. He was just trying to show it all because that's where everybody was standing. And like, of course he parked his car like on the grass or like you're not supposed to park your car, like on the hill of a grass, of the grass area. So everybody could see his flag and his pickup truck car. Wow, he's so bad. So juicy. So yeah, I waited online for an hour and a half. I was online from 9 a.m. to 10.30. And um, yeah, I casted my vote. Did what I had to do. And yeah, it feels good. But it was, uh, it was definitely an experience. <laughs> yeah. This was my first time voting. And it felt so weird. Like, I have done a lot of adulting since I turned 18, but this like was like the cherry on top. I mean, if I wanna put another cherry next to that cherry, it would have to be getting a lottery ticket, but still, cause that's the only thing I haven't done since I've been 18. But I, I, I voted, like I've talked about it. I, you know, like have been telling people to do it, you know, been telling my parents to vote every four years. And here I am finally voting. And I felt so like, like, I, I was personally getting annoyed because everybody was like, oh, we got to go early. Oh, um, I don't want to go now. I'm like, bro, we got to go now or later. Like, I was like, it's going to snow tomorrow here upstate. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not waiting for that line in the snow. You're bugging, like, straight up. And, like, no, nah, because I'm anemic. <laughs> like, I'm going to be shaking and outside waiting for, um, to, waiting to vote. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, doesn't matter how early you go how late you go thinking the line's not gonna be long there's always gonna be a line so um yeah and i voted i waited on the line for like 40 minutes i ended up leaving my mom in the car (laughs) because she's like i'm not waiting on that line it's too long let's go home i was like no i'll go on the line if you want you can go home um and i'll just call you when i'm done but she ended up just waiting in the car until i got towards the front of the place and then she came inside but yeah and then got in there, I told the lady my name, and I was scared that she was gonna spell my name wrong. I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna make a mistake. I'm not gonna be able to vote. Uh, 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 what if I'm not in the system? Even knowing I have my verifications from the mail that I, I'm registered to vote. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, is this your first time voting? I was like, yeah, it is. And she was like, how old are you? I'm like 19. And she was like, okay, well, congratulations. This is a great big milestone for you. I was like, I know. And then the lady next to her is like, yeah, so make sure you take a picture in the photo booth, you know, um, cause it's a memory you're going to want to remember forever. I was like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, no, seriously, take a photo in the photo booth. And I was like, okay, I will, I will. And then I totally forgot though, because, um, they, they told me what to do. Like, um where my party is that's where you fill in the bubble and everything for your choosing and i was so confused at first because i was look i was in the the little thingy you know that they need to shade in the bubbles yeah and i was looking at the pictures on the sign to help 
on the side to help me. I was like, okay, got it. <laughs> because like, the thing is with me, my problem was, and I say this, I'm saying this for anybody else um, to be prepared when they want to vote or um, in general in the future. Like, don't forget when it comes to election day, you're not just voting for the president, you're voting for um, your state representatives, your Senate, um, your senator, um, your New York State um, Supreme Court justices, because there's not just the, there's the Supreme Court, but then each state has its own um, justices, I guess you can say also, like that are below those justices that just start to make sure that whatever cases um, they're getting applied to what the Supreme Court justices um, have ruled out already in previous cases, unless there's a case that actually needs to be discussed, then it goes through them to go to the Supreme Court later on. I learned that in business law. And so, um, yeah, it was interesting. And then I was just scared. I, like, I thought I was going to do something wrong. I was like, do I have to sign something at the bottom? No. And so I went and the lady was like, okay, when it says this, just push it in. I was like, okay. And I pushed it in. And she was like, does it say that? Does it say that? I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, you're all set. And I was like, I voted my vote and like like I don't know I I uh I feel like Biden I don't know I feel like Trump is gonna win just because but I really want Biden to win because then it will make me feel 10 times more hype about my vote like I'd be like yo like I did that I did that like you know like I'm the man I'm the chica actually I'm not the man I'm a woman mm -hmm. but yeah so I don't know. I was just really hyped about that and stuff. I was like, and I forgot to take the photo, so I took a video of myself in the car. They give you a sticker though? No, they didn't. What? Yeah, I was like, where's the thicker? I see everybody always coming home with a thicker, and I never, I didn't get thicker. Yeah. I know, but it's okay. I, it was still a nice experience. I was happy um, to be a part of something great. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you saw the video. I have a few, like, because, you know, I used to live in the city also. A few of my city friends have been posting these videos of the Trump rallies that happened in Times Square the other day. Yeah, I saw a video on that. One of my friends, he posted it. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, those were crazy. Like, I was like, nah, that's the thing. And they said this, too. It was math, and they're like, I don't know. Um... I mean, because not saying Trump supporters are just upstate, but, you know, because a lot of rich people in the city, you know, could also be Trump supporters. I know a lot of people within Russian mafias are also supporters of Trump for some reason. I don't, I don't know the specific reasons, but, um, like, yeah, so they were like, oh, um, this is why um, Trump supporters from upstate shouldn't be coming down to the city to like do this and stuff because clearly they don't know city people. I guess they were assuming that they weren't from the city because everybody knows you're not gonna do a Trump rally in Times Square and not start chaos. Like people were literally fighting, swinging hands. I saw a man and a girl get in a fight and he was like dragging her. But then people helped her out because you know, like he was a Trump supporter. And um, like people taking people's flags, people egging people's cars ambulances everything i was like oh chaos i was just like it was just in march when times square was like completely empty and now it's full of trump supporters and people's fighting for human rights yeah 
Yes. So, yeah, so, cool. um, just to remind our listeners, you have until Sunday, November 1st to vote early in person. And you can also vote in person on November 3rd, election day. And if you haven't mailed your absentee ballot, you can go to your local poll, election poll, and you can drop it off in person. So if you don't think you don't have enough time to mail it, you can drop it off in person. You can skip the line. So that's a good thing. And also, if anyone who's voting in person, um, like we said, like be prepared to stand in long lines. So bring your phone charge, snacks, water, and keep in touch if you're going by yourself that the person knows that you got there safe and got back home safe. And if you know anybody with like a disability, you can also skip the line because I did see people who have like physical disabilities that they can't stand for that long because they like they use like a, a walker and stuff. You can skip the line. So yeah. Yeah, understandable and stuff. Um, luckily for me, I ate before I left, but luckily for me, the line was long, like like almost to the like end of the block, almost a little bit. But I only waited 40 minutes, so I went by pretty quick and stuff. But so going into the first current event, I'm going to discuss about how the Senate confirmed Amy Coney Barrett for Supreme Court. And let me tell you right now, guys, I'm upset. I am upset. My 17-year-old cousin, who wished she could vote, can't, obviously, she knows that you and me talk about these things all the time. So she was like, Tati, for my government class, I have to discuss about this Amy girl and everything with the Supreme Court. Um, and I don't feel like reading anything right now. So can you tell me about her? And I put her on to everything and what the huge issue is about her right now that I'm about to discuss and things about abortion. And she was like, oh no, what? She's like, yeah, now I'm going to read an article about this girl because, you know, like there's some crazy stuff. I'm like, ugh. So back in episode 12, we talked about Amy Coney Barrett being nominated by President Trump for Supreme Court Justice. We mentioned how she has conservative views on abortion, guns, the Affordable Care Act, and immigration. L lastly, we also said that she is an originalist in terms of how she interprets the Constitution, a.k.a. she believes in how the Constitution was written back in 1787, 67, whatever year it was, in the 1700s. So... On October 26th, Amy Coney Barrett became the 115th Associate Justice uh, on the United States Supreme Court. The vote was 52 to 48. No one in the minority party, Democrat Party, that means the Democrat Party, by the way, um, supported the vote, meaning they all voted against. There was only one Republican who voted against Amy Coney Barrett's nomination. According to the White House's official website, Justice Barrett is a very um, is the very model of a sympathetic yet impartial judge. According to her colleagues at Notre Dame Law School, she is exactly the type of person whom the American people deserve to have sitting on their Supreme Court. Bullshit. Crap. Porqueria. Literally. And if you guys don't know what that means, porqueria, it means crap. <laughs> Bullshit. Like, yeah, literally. That's some garbage right there. Because especially if you see the videos of her when they were doing the nomination um interviews and everything with her she didn't you know half the stuff that she's talking about and i'm like how i i don't understand how you can be a woman and what's it called like be go so hard against women's rights like you know and it just bothers me and i'm just like okay and it pisses me off on top of that because she got nominated and on top of that she got 
you know, she got chosen, they voted her in to be a part of the Supreme Court, knowing that they should have been waiting to after the election to see if they should be keeping Trump's um, choice, you know, her because he got elected again for a second term, mm-hmm. or if they should be taking Biden's, um, you know, person into consideration. Um, and that's if he became president. If not, then I understand, but I feel like they still should have waited because there's only going to be a new president in just a few more months. They can't wait that long. Like, they waited before, too, in, in the past. Yeah. So... I don't know why they couldn't wait this time. And it bothers me specifically for that reason because already the first case that they're working on now is abortion. Mm-hmm. Already. That's the first thing that they're working on and where it's going to be made illegal and how it's going to be made illegal and how, like, whether or not death penalty is going to be, um, you know, something. A consequence. Yeah, a consequence for the abortion. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, bro, like I personally wouldn't have an abortion because I just I just can't do that. Um but not everybody has the same beliefs, you know, like stop trying to push your beliefs onto that person. And that's why I'm like, okay, when it comes to different viewpoints, whatever, but when it comes to basic human rights, it's an issue because it is not your life. It is not how you live. Why are you so worried about how this person is living their life, mm-hmm. who they want to be, um, where they want to be, like, you know, what they're doing with their future, male, female, transgender, when I have abortion or not, um, when I come here from another country, like, so what? How does that concern you? Especially mm-hmm. when it has to do with a woman's body, yeah. you know? Like, and especially because you have to take into consideration, um, what's it called? A, a lot of these women that can't handle children, a lot of them know that, that they're not prepared for it financially, mentally, physically, however, emotionally. And just even bringing that child into the world and they're not ready for that, um, that puts that child in their own kind of risk, you know, and that plays a role in their childhood development as they get older because trauma and just like depending on whether or not they get put into a good home. And do you know the statistics for the children that actually get placed into a good home? They're not high unless they're infants. And most of the time, a lot of people don't want a child that is born with a disability. And not only that, does that piss me off? Obviously everything pisses me off about what she stands for, but the Affordable Care Act and like welfare and stuff where it keeps um, children on their parents' insurance until they're 26. Yes. That pissed me off because I was actually speaking to someone about this a few weeks ago. And I was like, they were like, oh, but people just need to work hard and learn to get things on their own. I'm like, okay, you and me can say that because we're, we were privileged enough to be um, raised to be independent and to, that we had to work for what we needed. And if we needed our parents' assistance, then they would help us. But not everybody has that ability. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is capable of being put under their parents' insurance. And sometimes you have to use the welfare thing for them to help them save money also. Mm-hmm. So like, you have to consider that yeah, we may not be seeing it, but there's inequality everywhere in communities, jobs, schools, everywhere. So, like, our our struggles are not the same as other people's struggles. And so stuff like that bothers me also because even though it's not a problem for me, I know it's going to be a problem for someone else. Mm -hmm. And it's just not fair. Like, you know, like, 
like like it's just interfering with the way someone lives like that harshly like because you don't know what they're using that money that they're getting from the government for like yeah. that's literally what they're using to bring food to the table affording um medicine for their children's health you know mm-hmm. like i don't know yeah. Like, I'm worried about these next four years, like whoever becomes president, but now her being elected, which happened very fast. Um, mm-hmm. Super fast. I feel like it was 10 times faster than Brent Kavanaugh. I'm worried for the next 50 years because she's only 48 years old. And I just find it oh, funny yeah. that like, they elected her so fast, but they can't make a decision if they can add a se- second stimulus. Because um, there's still a lot of people without, without jobs and stuff. Employment, unemployment is still high and they only gave what was a thousand something dollars in summer and they haven't give, given anybody else money yeah there's like so much that goes into it and that's why it's upsetting because like a lot of people really just don't see the bigger picture and just that's where it bothers me when it comes to these human rights issues and politics is because like yeah, at the end of the day, not everyone is going to care about me, but that doesn't mean I have to feel the same about that for everybody else. Like, I'm still going to wish good upon everybody else, whether I know them or not. And, like, I I just want there to be peace in the world in whatever way possible. Like, whatever way that we can have, like, less trouble, less conflict, whatever, like, I would, I would rather have that. And if having these things that we have right now, like, you know, abortion to help women and children, um, what's called the Affordable Care Act, welfare, those kind of things, health insurance, um, immigration to help bring um, things to families that need it, um, creating new lives. Like, there's just so many things to consider. And just because it doesn't affect our lives doesn't mean that you're not affecting someone else's life, you know? Like, and that's why it bothers me like why does it affect you that much that you have to go out of your way to take these rights away from other people mm-hmm. yeah but yeah next current event the next current event um has to do with what's happening in nigeria so in our last episode we um mentioned what's going on over there how um people are trying to put an end to sars which is a police unit and we also did a post on it in our instagram so um the nigerian government finds finds um, new media outlets over and SARS coverage. So the National Broadcasting Commission, NBC, finds AIT, Channels TV, and Arise News. These are like news outlets in Nigeria for supposedly using unverifiable video footages from social media to cover the end SARS protests. So they can, these um, news outlets can be charged up to like N3 million, that's their um, currency which is equivalent to about 7,800 US dollars. So yeah, um, clearly the government doesn't want um, the people that live in Nigeria to know what's going on with these protests. Um, So they're just trying to like, you know, get it away from the media so people don't know what's going on and to keep themselves updated of what's going on in their own country. So yeah, that's very unfortunate. Yeah, it's... um like that stuff too it really makes me sad to see that that's even happening mm-hmm. all that like it just, like this stuff happens every day it's been happening for years we are just becoming more aware of it now because especially when the blm movement like escalated in may um 
and so that's why we're more aware compared to before but it still it still sucks to see all mm-hmm. this stuff happening and not even just in america but in other places yeah. too mm-hmm. So then the next current event is um, about Walter Wallace Jr., who was killed by two police officers in Philadelphia. Um, Before we get into incident, there is some important um, background information about Mr. Wallace Jr. So he had a bipolar disorder, and at the time of the incident, he was having an episode. According to the lawyer for Wallace's family, Mr. Wallace Jr. was receiving treatment for for the disorder. He was 27 years old, damn, and his wife is pregnant and is expected to give birth very soon, damn, so sad. Lastly, he left behind seven children, damn. Yeah. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Guys, this is my first time um, listening to this because um, I was waiting for this part of the episode to hear about what happened. So what led to the shooting? On Monday, October 26th, this was Monday, um, Mr. Wallace Jr. was having an episode from his bipolar disorder, so his family called for an ambulance. The police ended up arriving before the ambulance. When the two police officers arrived at the scene, Mr. Wallace Jr. had a knife in his hand and was waving the knife erratically. In a video taken by a bystander, you hear Mr. Wallace Jr.'s mother and police officers um, to put the knife down. In the video, you can see also see Mr. Wallace Jr. walking towards the police officers and the police officers backing up. In response, each officer fired seven times, damn, with a total of 14 shots, which resulted in Mr. Wallace Wallace Jr.'s death. Mr. Wallace Jr.'s family was also at the incident when all this happened. Oh my God, that is crazy. So his wife, Shadi, who's pregnant, mm-hmm. stress on the baby, and then all his other seven kids, and then his mother, all there. His mother saw everything happen, and the mother was, like, trying to stand in front of the son, like, because the police officers were already pointing before they were shooting. I, I actually saw the video, guys, so I <laughs> prepared myself to saw the video, and I saw it. And she yeah. You see the mother, like, trying to go in front of his son and telling her son, like, put the knife down, put the knife down. And um, when she moved away, that's when the police officers took the opportunity to, to shoot them with their gun. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. And also, like, um, also, according to the lawyer for Wallace's um, family, the police were called three times that same Monday by the family the day of the incident. The first call was for an ambulance, and it's still being investigated what the other calls were for, and the police, and we don't know if the police responded to the other two calls. And what happened to the officers so far um they still being investigated so they haven't been charged with anything we'll keep you updated as more information unfolds but as of right now the officers are only on desk duty that is crazy like i'm actually shook about that i i guys by the way this morning i saw an rip about um the wallace guy what's his name yeah um walter wallace yeah, Walter Wallace and everything. Yeah, like, I saw an RIP thing about him, but I didn't pay mind to it because I just woke up. I was like, okay, someone died. I'll find out about it later um, somehow. And this is me finding out about it. I was just like, okay. Um, this is what I mean by the things with... Um, there's different ways to go about a situation. And because, like, things like this is what happens in the psych wards and hospitals. 
you only see these um, doctors and everything pulling out guns to get these knives away from the patients. You see them either tackling them, holding them down, and whatever. And especially there's two of them. Yeah, you may get poked, but that's also your job. You don't have to shoot them, um, especially if they have a disability. You have to, I feel like they, that's, this is where they have to like practice um, different scenarios because not every person that they're gonna encounter is gonna be a sane person. They may have a disability, whether it's physical, mental, you know, emotional, and it all plays a role into the other thing mm -hmm. because. Yeah. And then seven times, 14. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 14 rounds, I think it was. Yes. And like, I was like reading what other, like on Twitter, what other people um, were thinking about this incident, like through the hashtag of his name. And some people were justifying the police actions. Like he was pointing the knife at, at them. Like he basically asked for it, saying that Mr. Wallace asked for it. And they were also like, um, they also pulled up his court records, which shows that he had, that Mr. Wallace had a criminal background which I looked it up, it is true. He has a criminal background. He has been convicted of several crimes like robbery, assault, and like he has an awaiting trial of terroristic threats. I don't know if the cops knew that before coming to this incident, but they weren't called for none of these crimes. And I feel like police officers, when they respond to a call, they resp they, they're responding based on what's happening in the hearing now, not based on the past criminal actions. And I feel like his criminal actions hadn't would have nothing to do with ha what happened that day on Monday. So I don't know why people bringing it up. His like yeah, I understand like he he did he has done bad things. He 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 broke the law, and he has an awaiting trial. But that I feel like that has nothing to do with why the police officer shot him. So I don't yeah, know. no, for sure because um, this is where I'm going to play the role with white privilege. Believe it or not, yeah, you can be a white male, white person in general that has a criminal record and all this and that stuff, or, you know, can be caught doing something bad, but are you the one that's getting a gun pointed at you for just doing anything crazy? No, because there are multiple videos also of police officers literally, like, whether they're with a partner or not, literally taking their time to even shoot, I guess you can say, um, the person, the individual, when they're like about to shoot them mm -hmm. like compared to this where they're not where a black person cannot be doing anything but then you know they'll let the white person reach all the way into their car to even just reach their gun if they have one and end up shooting the officer compared to that you know what i mean yeah so like i understand like the police officers like they were probably concerned about their safety because the mr wallace he had a a weapon in his hand and maybe he perceived that dangerous to them but i feel like tati said like there has to be other ways of trying to um now i don't know if the police officers knew before they kept to the incident that this person was having an episode but even if the person was having an episode or not there should be other ways of trying to calm down the person to put the knife down like such like tasers or something like there's there's other ways like there doesn't have to be a a lethal a lethal weapon like i don't know how these police officers sleep at night knowing that they kill somebody i, I don't know how they do it <laughs> that's like not comparing them to serial killers but that's like a serial killer like they're able to go to sleep every night sorry guys about the beeping it's really annoying but like they're able to go to sleep every night knowing that they cut up a person into pieces and kill them and all this stuff and um 
officers do that also, whether, you know, like, whether we see it or not, there's multiple officers that are either killing um, individuals or they're raping them and um, in stalls, harassing them, assaulting them, and it happens every day. And you know, like, like we said in our last, um, one of our last episodes for sexual harassment and assault, um, half of the population in a year in the, in America gets sexually assaulted in a year. And there's 320 something million people in America, so half of that, and that's. 500 people's 500 plus getting um, harassed and assaulted daily. So um, that also includes officers. That's everybody. So, yeah. Yeah, guys, that basically concludes this week's episode. Um, we hope that you enjoy um, our conversations about our spooky stuff and just all that, um, and especially our current events, because I feel like they're super important right now, um, especially because we haven't really had any crazy current events for the last two weeks. Thank God. But then look now. Was the, the fact when Amy got nominated, that was like the last crazy one. Yeah. But then, you know what I mean? Like nothing bizarre besides the Nigeria thing and then now it's like everything's adding up now the Amy thing got escalated and the Nigerian thing got escalated and then now we have another death and next week when we come on before a podcast it's going to be after election day and I know <laughs> I know things are going to be crazy so we'll you're going to hear us come back on the podcast guys literally screaming into the mics we're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah guys so have a safe um, Halloween weekend. Make good choices, kids, and we'll see you next week. See ya.